podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Fire for them, fire for them. If you're looking for that 35 bag umbrella and all damn thing there, keep it locked with this Unomics podcast. 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 Yo, what's good, what's good? Dysonomics here. This is another episode of Dysonomics Podcast. First things first, as usual. Big shout out to those who listened to last week's podcast on the Super League, European Super League. So for those who are interested in football or those who are thinking, what is the Super League and why are people making noise about it? Make sure you go and check out that podcast. Of course, Patreon, of course, YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to both, especially the YouTube Dysonomics on Instagram and Dysonomics Pod on Instagram. And of course, underscore nomics on Twitter. For those who are into football, want to get into football, make sure you check out Touchline Frackers, the best football podcast in the land. We've got a podcast called Mugger, Making That Great Again for Manchester United. Touchy Gooners, that's for the Arsenal fans. There's a Spurs podcast, I forgot the name, which isn't very good. Um, Touchline Hotspurs. There is Coppen Frackers for the Liverpool fans and Chessie L for the Chelsea fans. And I'm featured on the main podcast that drops every Monday morning. We're back and better so make sure you check out that podcast and of course me Bola Sol and Nico on the last few digits your every Thursday money and everything in between podcasts so that's enough of the promotions this week's episode we're going to be talking about the local elections that are coming up this Thursday the 6th of May so there's 143 local elections going on so make sure you are ready to rumble if this relates to you because not every region in England is having an election. But yeah, enough of that. Let's get into the pod. Hi, it's MXM and listen to the Dysonomics podcast because it's lit. It's lit. It's lit. Yo, people, what's good? What's good? What's good? Welcome to the episode of Dysonomics podcast. We are talking politics and specifically the local elections. Now, this week on Thursday the 6th, there's going to be a local election. These are to... to elect our local council members and for us Londoners, Londoners elect a local a London mayor. Now, first things first, make sure you register to vote. If you have not registered, I'm not sure you could vote for our most methods, but you may still be able to vote online. So I'm going to check when I finish this podcast, sorry people, and I'm going to put a link in the description below if you can still register before Thursday the 6th of May so you can make sure that you're voting. Now, it's important to start off with what on earth is the these elections local elections how is that different so we have a general election that usually takes place every four to five years and this this determines who your member who your local member of parliament is your local mp there's over 600 uh, members of parliament and that also and the winning party has a prime minister this is different this is for the local elections and i'm going to tell you what they are 143 council will hold elections they will elect who runs the local services. What are some of the local services? Schools, libraries, people that connect your bins. These are key, key local services that have to be run and governed by somebody. And that is your local politicians. Sorry, <laughs> I was reading something. Sorry, people. Local elections are happening in England, but not everywhere, as I said. There's currently 4,650 positions of power up for grabs. And roughly around 28 million people will be voting, according to the BBC. This is important because councils have been ravaged by coronavirus. Recent polls show that 59% of potential voters, coronavirus is their most important issue. 
And why has, why is coronavirus peak? Well, coronavirus has severely hampered local council's ability to gain revenue. Local councils gain revenue from things such as leisure centres, car parks, business rates, council tax. These are things that give local council revenue. Of course, local councils also receive some funding from the central government, but they also have their own revenue streams themselves. What's interesting is that individual councils have the ability to raise council taxes by 5%, but it's up to them to see. And this is very interesting. Depends on how popular these, some of these councils are, how dire their finances are. So this is definitely a watch your space, space type situation for people who pay council tax. Now, so what are some of the key features of a local council? What do they do? Remember earlier, I pointed out to a few things. Here's some more detail. Providing care for the elderly and disabled. So if you have a... Um, a gran or nan, all right, the same thing. Um, people who unfortunately suffer from disabilities, local councils are instrumental in providing care for these people. They help fix potholes on certain roads, collecting your rubbish, providing libraries, planning applications. These are some of the things that local councils do. Now, there are four main types of, of councils. There's a town or parish council. These are the smallest type of councils. They're responsible for local issues such as allotments and play areas. There is district council. These are responsible. Their responsibilities include bin collections, parks, local planning, and other services that are provided by county. Other services are provided by county councils. Speaking of a county council, they provide services across the whole county, such as road maintenance, schools, libraries. So see, these are some of the things I was mentioning earlier. And you get a unitary authority. This is a type of council that provides all local government services, including housing. So you get some places that provide social housing for people. This will be under a unitary authority. Now, in terms of where they get their money from, as, as I mentioned earlier, local council get some funding by central government, but it also raise revenues from council tax and business rates. So this is funny. So they basically raise money from tax on properties. Council tax are, are, are residential properties and business rates are a tax on commercial properties, properties where they do business. Now, so as I said, 143 councils will be holding general elections. So this is the current makeup of these councils. Labour have the most. Have um have the most. They they hold 54 of them currently. 47 are held by the Conservatives. Six are held by the Lib Dems, and 33 are under no overall control, meaning no party has won a majority. And also, three newly formed councils will also have a election. So regarding the vote, you have to be at least 18 or over on the day of election. You have to register to an address in the area which they want to vote. You have to be a British citizen, an Irish or EU citizen, or an, or an eligible Commonwealth citizen. You're not, and you're not, and you're not eagerly, and you have to not be illegally excluded from voting. The main ways of vote are in person, a polling station, often these are often the community centres, schools and stuff like that, uh, by postal vote or by nomination, someone to vote for you via proxy vote. Now, in terms of the London mayor elections, so I'm a Londoner, many of my listeners are Londoner, we're having a, this is gonna impact who's gonna be our, the mayor. Currently there's bare candidates, bare, and I'm not gonna read all three of them because most of you don't care and it's pretty much irrelevant. However, I might do a Patreon piece on that actually, look, look out for that. Currently, the favorite, overall favorite is Sadiq Khan. 
Um, he's currently in the polls, but he got 41%. His next closest rival is Sean Bailey, um, conservative, very slimy. Some of the stuff he's been doing, 28%, so he's 13 points behind. Then behind Sean Bailey is Louisa Porritt from the Lib Dems. She's 8% and Sean Berry from Green Party, 6%. So it's looking kind of bleak. <laughs> it's looking kind of, it's, well, for the, for the, for Sean Bailey and everybody else. Even if, if you, even if you combine Sean Bailey's percentages with, um, with Louisa Perry and, no, Louisa Porritz and Sean Berry, they, they just about beat Sadiq Khan's potential share of the vote. So it's looking very much like it's Sadiq Khan is going to win another term. Now, what are the key powers and responsibilities for a London mayor? One of the most key parts is transportation. They have influence over Transport for London, influence over the Metropolitan Police and London Fire Brigade. And of course, they have power to approve housing projects. So these are some of the key responsibilities. Of course, you have your central government that have the overarching power to dictate policies, what's going to happen with the NHS, what's going to happen with schools and stuff like that. From a more macro perspective, but the mayor has some impact in more micro things. And even though the, the coronavirus showed that the mayor's hands are tied. A lot of stuff that's happening with TfL were due to the government's strong arm in City Khan. Now, so I'm going to go through to round up this podcast, the four major candidates and what they currently stand for and represent in terms of their manifestos. So Sadiq Khan said he's focused on jobs. 300,000 Londoners have lost their jobs during the pandemic. So he wants to get these people back into the workforce. He's also looking at He's also looking at um, making transport more affordable. He's looking at building more council homes and instead of having fa luxury, fancy apartments, which we see a lot. And he wants to be tough on crime and tackle air pollution. He's also anti-austerity measures from the government, which goes without saying as a Labour as a Labour guy. And he wants to roll back congestion charge, which many of us Londoners will be happy about. He wants to return it back to £11.50, which is currently at £15, and also restrict the weekdays because congestion charge extended during the pandemic to the weekends. Now, if we're looking at Sean Bailey, his main rival, Sean Bailey wants to hire 8,000 new police officers and and he wants to put a youth centre in every borough. He has like three... So that's one of his um, three, his three main points in terms of he wants to tackle London. His second one is to restore order to London's transport network. And the third is to create 100,000 homes that will be sold for less than 100 grand to help first-time buyers. <laughs> I can't lie when he said that. I was like, hmm. But that's a very ambitious policy. It'll be interesting to see how, how he's planning to get that through. But he, he's very unlikely to win off the current statistics. So when you look at Louisa Porritt, she's from the Lib Dems. Her focus is on jobs, clean air and homes. She puts a lot of emphasis on how London will change and adapt during the pandemic. And one of her key points is reinventing the high street because of online retail has literally blown the high street out of the water. She wants to help London's high street. And Sean Berry, Green Party, she's just really heavily, quite similar to Louisa Porritt, heavily focused on housing and environment. So those are the candidates. The vote is on Thursday the 6th. Please go out and vote. Try to educate yourself on the candidates. I'll be posting stuff throughout the week on Twitter, maybe YouTube and Patreon, but definitely Twitter and Instagram. More information on these candidates. Any questions, let me know. Or you could drop on a hashtag, Dysonomics. And until next week, people, peace and blessings. Bow. Sports Social Podcast Network.